Hi, and welcome back to Karen's Corner. I thought it would be a great way to start our weekday off by doing a little Bible study. So uh, and every Monday, I will just choose randomly um, a verse in the Bible to t discuss, and we can talk about that, or I can share that with you guys. And as always, I definitely encourage you if there's something that you would like to um, review and talk about, please, you know, put that in the comments below and we'll do our very best or I will do my very best to get uh, that topic covered for you. But today we're just going to go with uh, Genesis and that's in the first chapter. And, you know, I definitely encourage you, whether now or later after the podcast, um, to go back and to review that chapter uh, so that you can learn more about it. Because once you have the word in your heart, no one can take it out of you and no one can put something into you that you know is not from God. So basically on the first day, our father separated the night when he created light and he was pleased with that. On the second day, he separated the sky from the water. He put a vault in between the two so that they would not touch. And thank goodness he did. Mm. On the third day, the Lord formed vegetation. And this is the, the making of the seas and of the earth itself. On the fourth day, he placed the sun in the sky which would have more governance than the moon at night, but each provided light for us. And he also made the stars. On the fifth day, God placed the sea animals, the whales, the sharks, the minnows, the creel, the plankton, all of that beautiful, needed, um, creatures into the ocean and he also put the birds into the air and then on the sixth day God created animals insects and man and the seventh day he rested you know when we think about all the things that God has done when you really break it down and you look at it on that level, it's amazing, absolutely amazing that we have mountains that were created and formed by his word alone. He just spoke it into existence. The whales in the ocean, huge mammoth-sized whales that God created for just the spoken word, just by the speaking the word and our moon and our sun, I think these are things that sometimes we just absolutely either take for granted or we don't even think about it. It's like it's not even a thought in our, our brain that the sun was put in the sky by God, not by man. This is not something that NASA scientists can create, okay? Nobody, human, mortal, no one can create the sun. No one can create the moon. If they could, do you not think that they would have tried to recreate all of these things many times over? 
but only one was able to do such such awesome wonders and that was God God himself and then we look at all the different animals and know maybe you remember me mentioning a few of my favorite animals and the ones that I wanted to go and see but God made these animals you know and he made them so that they could multiply and a lot of them have been here for forever I mean actually all of them have been here forever I'm in particularly I'm thinking about like the horseshoe crab you know that they say is a prehistoric animal that has survived through over everything uh, and when you look at it it does look really weird um, but again it's another creation that God made sure man can try to recreate animals and they have they have, you know, dabbled with um, mixing different species and, and making, you know, um, all sorts of animals. I mean, some of them are, are, are ones that we call our best friends, right? Our, our dogs, um, the, what is it, that one, um, the doodle? Is it the doodle? It's a poodle and uh, a Oh my gosh, I can't think of it. But if you guys know what I'm talking about, definitely just say the name on the, write the name out in the comments. But basically what I'm saying is that God created everything, right? And he gives man knowledge. And so man is able to do some things. Um, but to think about that he knows every name for each star that is put into this universe, right? Only somebody with, or not even somebody, um, only God, only a God, and the only living God can do something so wonderful as that. But again, I think I got off topic a little bit, but we tend to forget to just really sit back and to really thank God or to appreciate nature and all that it has to offer us. You go outside and you get a little sunshine. That helps. That's like vitamin D. Uh, you go outside, you get too much sunshine. That's bad. That can be cancerous. <laughs> um, you know, we go outside at night and we have the moonlight and no, it doesn't give us the same source of vitamin D or energy, but it's beautiful to look at. So Maybe it doesn't supply a supplemental need, but it does supply a mental need when you think about it along that line. And you're able to see the stars when they are shining bright. I mean, that is beautiful. I love even driving down through the mountains uh, of Sedona or Utah to look at the beautiful red rocks. I mean, the creation is just, it's, it's out of this world and it was made by hands that that man cannot make. We take for granted sometimes, and I don't know about you, but they very much so annoy me, <laughs> are the pesky little mosquitoes and gnats and flies and things. But, you know, again, everything has a purpose here. We sometimes don't understand it, you know, except for it's annoying. And that is true. 
but there is a purpose for every living creature, which kind of leads me into that topic of we all have a purpose. We all have something here to do. You are valued. You are valuable. You are considered a treasure in God's eyes. And he gave us each a gift um, that we can share with others, but we have to be willing to accept the gifts that we were given and use them to the best of our ability. So when I think about Genesis in chapter one and in the beginning, God created. God created us and he created us in his image. Man, we look like him. And again, I think that's another thing that we take for granted. I know I have. You know, sometimes we look at ourselves and we say, oh, I wish I could have more of this, or I wish I didn't have so much of that, and I wish I was beautiful, or I wish I had longer hair, I wish my hair was this way or that way. Um, but you know what? God created you just as he saw you. He created me just as he saw me. And who are we to say to him then, I wish I looked like this, or I wish I had that feature? I mean, that's almost an insult. It's not almost an insult. It is an insult to God because we're telling him that you just didn't make me perfect. You didn't make me the way you should have made me, but he did. And I know that's hard to understand, you know, maybe to a young girl who looks at herself and, and wonders, you know, why can't I look like the prom queen or somebody or the young guy who's looking in the mirror and maybe he doesn't have all the muscles that somebody his own age has. I don't know. We find so many ways to discredit our beauty, to discredit what God has actually given us that we should really look at and, and love. You know, because when he saw us, he loved us. He made us because he loved us. But then, you know, on that seventh day, the Bible says that God rested because he had created everything in those six days that he wanted, that he saw as perfect and complete. And I know most of you, like myself, and I have to keep referring back to myself, we don't rest. We keep going and we go and we go and we run ourselves ragged. We have overworked ourselves, honestly, so much so that you don't have energy for your family or for yourself. And that's important. It's important that you take time out for yourself, that you take time out to rest with God, that you take time out to rest and rejuvenate. We can burn ourselves out so quickly and yet never really get anything accomplished. Have you ever looked at it like that? Working a eight-hour job or 10-hour job and you go in every single day, you put in a hundred percent effort to accomplish what you were hired to do. You come home and you cook dinner, you wash clothes, you help the kids with their homework, whatever it is. And then it's time for bed. 
you may say your prayers, you may meditate, you may read a book to kind of unwind if you have the energy, and you go to bed, and then you hit repeat. And that's what we do all the time. It's a constant, I guess, hamster wheel. Let's put it like that. We're on a hamster wheel, and we're running, running, running every day. And we can stop that wheel at any time. But for some reason, it's an innate um, calling. And we just have to keep pushing, 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 pushing. Now, that's not a bad thing. So please don't take this as me saying, oh, you should just not do anything. Be lazy, be a bum, stay around, sit at home. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that we need to learn that there's a time to be on the wheel and there's a time to stop the wheel and get off. And when we can do that, then we can see life is a whole lot more than just going to work and coming home and going to work and coming home. You miss out on those special moments when your kids are growing up. You miss out on those moments when you can just enjoy your life and your surroundings and the mountains and in nature because we're so busy working trying to get a certain amount of money or funds I have done this for years and ever since I was I think well I mean I actually started working when I was nine in the tobacco fields I remember during the summer months we would work out there but with a W-2 form, let's say I started at the age of 16. And I have been working ever since. And you know, it's, um, it's something. It's something when you look back over your life and you see what you have accomplished and what you have not accomplished and what you want to accomplish. Um, but God gave, gives us each an opportunity to do what we need to do. It's a matter of what are you going to do with when that chance or when that opportunity presents itself? So definitely just to encourage you, you know, go in and read the first chapter of Genesis or the first couple of verses if you don't want to read a chapter. And I always tell people, you know, start where you're comfortable, not where people tell you to go. So forgive me for telling you to read the whole chapter. <laughs> Uh, actually, what I would say to you is read, even if it's just one verse, start somewhere. Start somewhere because once you get started, it does make a difference. I didn't see it either initially when I was told, you know, you really should read the word more. You should read the word more. And I was just like, I don't want to read the Bible. I love God and I know who God is. And I pray, but I don't want to read the Bible. The Bible is too complicated. The Bible is uh, too much and I get tired. But once I stopped that thinking and I just started wherever I want it to start, um, it really was helpful. I mean, and yes, there are different versions of the Bible. And when I say that, I mean like a King James version, which I think was one of the first ones. It's can be really hard with the writing to understand it. Um, so I tend to read out of my new international version, 
And then there's also the English Standard Version, uh, which is very similar, I believe, to the NIV one. But start somewhere. And the more you feed your soul, the more you grow, the more you really start to seek after him and to seek his guidance. And if there's one thing that I can tell you guys, honestly, it's great to have best friends. It's great to have family. But if you want a real answer and you want you want truth and you want um it will convict you but it will also it would also console you seek god first seek him first in everything that you do and then all other things will come and be given to you but you should really seek seek christ first he is the ultimate counselor doctor philosopher attorney I mean, pastor, anything, anything that you need, God is your best friend. God is your go-to. God is your, your one. He's the genie in the pocket, so to speak. He is the, he's the one that controls it all. And so if anybody knows what to do, it's him. I hope that today's lesson was somewhat helpful and it really wasn't a lesson. I guess when I think back over it now, it's more of just maybe helping us to be more aware of what's around us to look at these things not as just i don't know a bird hatching from an egg that bird couldn't hatch from that egg if god hadn't spoke birds into his existence so you know it's funny it just came to me when you think about which came first the chicken or the egg well the chicken came first because god spoke that into existence right <laughs> So just to enjoy it when you're driving on a long stretch of highway, it's just nothing but open land and soybeans growing. Look at the beautiful greenery of the soybeans or if it's an open land and there's nothing but grass and weed on it. Look at that. That's beautiful. That's something God created for us so that we could be able to make a living off of so that we would be able to use for food later. If you see a bird flying, you know, wow, God, you made that bird. He did. He made it all. So I hope that today's topic or discussion just maybe helps you to step back a little bit, put aside all of the, uh, you know, it's, it is just what it is. No, it's more than just what it is. It was created for a purpose. You were created for a purpose so that we can give back. So we can all give back some way and somehow and learn to appreciate all the beauty that is around us and all of the things that God shares with us on a daily basis and to just be so thankful that we woke up this morning because so many of us did not wake up this morning. You know, be thankful that you were able to get dressed and use the bathroom by yourself and cook your food and drive or whatever it is. Just be thankful for what you have. Be thankful, be grateful, and be blessed.
Until tomorrow, take care, and God loves you.